You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio the day after the big holiday weekend. Thanks for being here. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, Confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Just ahead, are there major signs from debt ceilings to military buildups that we should be focused on? My guests today, former Congressman Lee Zeldin, Gordon G. Chang, and Katie McFarland. Stay here. Binge thinking. Kevin McCullough. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, I I, I want to say thank you uh, to those of you that took time this weekend to honor those in your life that um, are meaningful, that served in uniform, that are no longer with us. Memorial Day is, of course, is that holiday where we say thank you and re- we remember the price that was paid by so many people. I, I also want to make it really clear. I think that every person that serves in uniform deserves our thanks. And so anytime you see a man or woman wearing the uniform of the United States, uh, whether it's uh, first responders, police officers, uh, U.S. military, just go say thank you to them. Just just shake their hand. Say, hey, I, we're grateful that you do what you do. We're safer because you're there. Uh, it, it will make a difference in their life. We're going to get into a lot of geopolitical stuff today. We've got stuff in um, Southeast Asia to worry about. We've got stuff in China to be looking at. We've got stuff uh, related to the debt ceiling that we're going to get to. And the former, um, well, the, the former congressman and the guy who was this close to being governor is going to join me in the next segment to break down some of that. Uh, but we've got a lot uh, yet to come. But I want to start with what I wrote about this weekend. Because the attention of the political world is turning to one matchup in the Republican primary for president. And it's Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, and former President Trump, who are now both declared and fully into the race, uh, and what's going on there. And depending on who you are, this matchup can bring great delight to you, and you think it's the greatest thing ever, and other people think that it's uh, the worst thing ever, and they're full of dread and panic, and they don't know how it's going to be interpreted by the you know the, the mainstream of voters, et cetera. DeSantis fans are eager to convince you that the Florida governor is basically President Trump in policy, but kinder in personality. And Trump fans will quickly point out that in just recent days, DeSantis has flipped positions on a handful of items that appear to be motivated by maybe what some of his donors want him to do, as opposed to what he's committed to do. Uh, DeSantis fans will argue that President Trump allowed Fauci to stay at his job. That's That wasn't too good. Uh, Trump followers will remind you that DeSantis will not even have his current job without President Trump's endorsement. And he was going to lose to basically a a drug addict in Florida. Uh, DeSantis people will argue that he leads Biden in head to head uh, contests and a handful of polls. Trump supporters will point out that their man does, too. Just different polls. And that he has a 40 to 50 percent lead over DeSantis amongst primary voters, which is the first contest that comes up. It's who wins the primary. DeSantis can claim uh, that he raised eight point two million in his first 24 hours for his campaign coffers. Uh, That beats Biden's six point three million that he raised in his first 24 hours. Trump supporters will remind you that President Trump raised twenty five million when he finally opened it up. DeSantis can claim the miraculous flipping of two heavily Democratic counties in Florida, Latino dominant counties. Uh, Trump can properly argue that the largest increase in support came for him of any incumbent in president uh, in, 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 in the office of president uh, since the founding of the nation. He had 11 million more people vote for him in his uh, reelection. Um, both are promising to battle the woke madness that's in the country. And this is good. We need as many people fighting that as possible. CRT, uh, gender identity, um, socialism, redistribution. You work for your dollar, but government takes it and gives it to someone else. Um, they're, they're promising to fight back against all of that. 
But I want to cut through what I call the malarkey, which is a, a Biden word. But I want I want to I want to I want to cut through some of the nonsense that's in this conversation, because supporters of each man are, are laying some of this stuff on pretty heavily on the other side. Um, they both question each other's motives. They both try to delegitimize the other person. The DeSantis people say Trump can't win. He's too mean. And Trump is saying uh, Trump's people are saying, hey, we can win. Just make the, the playing field fair. Um, my observation goes along the following. The former president is fighting kind of like George Foreman in his second round of ch championships. Uh, he got better. He got stronger. He got smarter. And he's punching harder. Um, but President Trump was robbed of his dignity, his rightful sense of accomplishment. He did so much in four years and he had every everything on earth against him. And he feels like he didn't finish the job, that he needs another four years to, to do that. DeSantis, on the other hand, is like the Golden Gloves kid right out of the YMCA at the corner, bo uh, corner boxing uh, ring. He wants to get in. He's really eager to get in. Both have talent. Both have a rough sense of who the opponent is, the crazy Marxist socialist that uh, we're, we're dealing with. But one clearly has a mission. He was robbed of completing it, and he's not playing for second. Both of these men have accomplished more in their terms in office than either of them were given the benefit of the doubt for when they were running. Nobody thought uh, Governor DeSantis was going to flip two Democrat counties, two heavily Latino Democrat counties. And nobody thought that President Trump would do anything in office. Everybody thought he was going to just be this baffling idiot that couldn't accomplish anything. And he, he so proved everybody wrong. He got so much done. Both have had to fight incredibly unfair media coverage and persevere forward. They're both used to the media taking pot shots. And by the way, whoever the Republican nominee is going to be, the media is going to line up against them 100 percent. That's the way it is now. They're just going to you, you just have to bake that into the cake. Both served their people while in office very well, and both deserved to be reelected. Ron DeSantis deserved to be reelected as governor. President Trump deserved to be reelected as president. So my question now boils down to if you're if you're trying to figure out this equation, it boils down to motivation. And I think that Trump's motives are pretty clear. Um, he wants to undo Biden's damage and he wants to finish the job that he had started. DeSantis's motives are a little bit trickier. I think they have something to do. Well, if you believed his campaign speeches, his focus should be on Florida because he said he was going to be the governor. Trump never needed or probably honestly never really wanted to be president. He ran originally because he felt that the nation was in so much trouble that if someone did not disrupt everything that the left had done and had going on, we'd never get America back. Think about this. Before he became president, he already had a better plane, a nicer bed. He had more amenities than anything the White House had to offer. And unlike Joe Biden, who became wealthy beyond belief while supposedly serving in public office, Trump lost personal wealth every day that he's been since he started his campaign in 2016. The whole time he was president, he also refused to take a paycheck from the country. He never once took a dime from the taxpayers. He said, I've done well. I will pay my own way. And he gave that salary, that 400 and something thousand dollar salary back uh, to the coffers. He usually put it in different departments that had, you know, budget needs. I think honest people who seek to put America first values into their voting equation would like to see a Trump, a, a ticket that includes Trump and DeSantis in 2024. But make no mistake, when the smoke clears, I believe that Donald Trump will be the nominee. And so should anybody who, as an incumbent, got more votes for their reelection than anybody in history. Or so it goes. If you disagree with me, let me know. KMCRadio at gmail.com. Coming right back on Kevin McCullough Radio. Attention career seekers. New York's 23rd Annual Diversity Employment Day Career Fair is tomorrow from 11 to 3 at Fairfield Inn by Marriott, 338 West 36th Street in Manhattan. 
CityCareerFair.com invites you to interview with top employers looking to fill hundreds of positions like finance, sales, management, healthcare, engineering, and more. WMCA will be there too tomorrow at 11 at Fairfield Inn on West 36th Street. CityCareerFair.com. Fellowship Deaconry is the premier place to have your retreat or conference. With lodging, meeting centers, meals, and activities, Fellowship Deaconry is an all-inclusive retreat center located at their beautiful campus in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Call Patricia at 908-647-1777 to reserve your fall retreat today. Space is limited. Call Patricia at 908-647-1777. You don't have to go far away to get away. And there's more. Fellowship Deaconry is giving away two nights with meals included for you and a guest. Enter at Deaconry That's deaconry.org. Fellowship Deaconry's mission is to glorify God with positive life-transforming experiences for all who come. Call Patricia to reserve your all-inclusive retreat or conference at 908-647-1777. Sign up to win a two-night getaway for you and a guest at deaconry.org. You don't have to go far to get away. Fellowship Deaconry Ministries at deaconry.org for more information or call Patricia at 908-647-1777. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Concerned about the impact the current state of our culture will have on the future leaders of the nation? Studies show a child's worldview begins taking shape as soon as they can speak. At City Life Academy, they believe this is true. They equip and prepare students beyond academics and into the spiritual side of life. They prepare them to engage with a challenging world, not hide from it. At City Life Academy, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Using God's Word as the foundation for a biblical worldview, their goal is to produce a generation that uses God-given reason and is not afraid to be the lights in darkness. They teach students to love their neighbors with compassion and grace while standing firm in faith. City Life Academy has a world-class high-tech facility in Brooklyn with affordable tuition rates for students from 3-year-old pre-K to 12th grade. Students are mentored in a gospel-centered atmosphere by caring staff who demonstrate biblical grace in students' daily lives. For more information, visit citylife.academy or call 711. 718- 418-436-8924. That's citylife.academy or 718-436-8924. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Welcome back from the holiday. Hope you had a special one, and I hope that you paid honor and remembered those who have paid the ultimate price to keep us safe and to protect them. I was thinking about this as I was driving back from being with some friends last night, actually. You know, Memorial Day is the day that we actually do remember the people that lost their lives in protection of our freedoms. But I think it is equally important to say that we should be willing to understand that everyone who wears the uniform has volunteered to lose their life to protect our freedoms if they are called upon. And so from that perspective, it really should be a day of remembrance for everybody who has served, even though we we pay special honor to those who paid the ultimate price. Someone who proudly wears his nation's uniform, even as a reservist uh, to this day, is uh, former Congressman Lee Zeldin. He came within this close of being governor. And I still am mad that I didn't do that last couple of interviews because I think governor, I think uh, Congressman, if we had, we would have gotten you there. But anyway, uh, sorry about that. You can blame it on me next time. Uh, no, no way. You you definitely did your part every day uh, on the air and otherwise talking about the issues that matter most to New Yorkers. And uh, as the election got closer last November, uh, more and more people who hadn't even voted Republican Either for a long time or or ever at all. Yeah. Uh, They ended up uh, deciding that they needed to change the direction in the state. But uh, no, I appreciate your effort every step of the way. Give us a little update on what's going on with you. What are you doing these days? Actually, tomorrow I am uh, completing my 20th year in the United States Army. Uh, It was May 31st of uh, 2003 that I I took the oath and was sworn in as a second lieutenant. So I continue to serve there. Uh, I started up a charity called Zeldin Cares, a federal PAC called Leadership America Needs PAC. I've been, I started up a company called Zeldin Strategies, doing work with uh, a a bunch of, of great folks uh, through that effort, and uh, there's no grass to, under your feet. They're like yeah, done. Continue to do uh, speeches around New York and uh, across the country, and uh, and here here we are talking about the top yeah. issues of the day. I would say most importantly, my daughters are about to finish eleventh grade, and uh, the the blessing, the silver lining, obviously not plan plan A as far as how last November worked out. Uh, but it has been great to spend time with my daughters that I, I haven't been able to spend throughout serving elected office. Yeah, no, that's wonderful, Lee. And I'm so proud of the fact that you so embrace your belief in God, your belief in family and your belief in our country. Um, let me shift over to the the stuff that you're really smart in. Uh, you saw the debt ceiling debate go down. You know that politics is the art of the possible. It's what you can. It's getting the most good at the moment that you're in with the hand that you're played and the people that are at the table uh, in that moment. Uh, did Speaker McCarthy uh, get something that we can work with going forward? Well, this is uh, a lot better than what we've seen with the past uh bunch of debt limit hikes where uh, they wait until the 11th hour and then they say we have to uh, increase the debt limit tonight by midnight or we're going to default and then people are saying no we can't just increase the debt limit we have to bring spending under control by the way that point's right the problem is you can't wait until the day that you're going to hit the cap to start talking about it and uh, i think tactically uh, that Kevin McCarthy and the House of Republicans uh, were really smart in talking about this months ahead of time. Right. And then the left said, you'll never be able to get the votes to pass what you want to do. Yep. And then they put it to the floor for a vote and they pass it. Uh, and then that changes the negotiating posture of President Biden and uh, and a bunch of Democrats. So now there's actually a conversation going on. OK, now. Now we're coming to the table. Let's talk. Now, if Kevin and Lee were, uh, you know, if Kevin McCullough and Lee Zeldin were responsible for drafting this ourselves, would we go further? Absolutely. In many, many, many different ways. Uh, and for anyone out there who's motivated to see uh, Congress and to see Washington, D.C. go further, let's keep that in mind November of 2024, because there's going to be another debt limit hike another debt limit that's going to get hit 
shortly after that next election. And there's a big difference on stuff like this, whether it's one party Democratic rule, divided government, or one party Republican rule. Sure does. And with divided government, we're not going to be able to get everything that that we want. Do we want to go further? Do I want to go further? Absolutely. I voted against all sorts of different budgets and and uh, appropriations bills and debt limit hikes when I served in Congress. I want to see him go further. And the best way to do that is to get more conservatives in office November of 24. But we're still talking about 2.3 trillion in reduced spending, I think, Lee. And that when 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 have we seen when have we countenanced that in recent but debt limit uh, negotiations? We it just it hasn't happened. It hasn't even been part of the conversation, let alone an actual real negotiation. Uh, so this is definitely progress over what we've seen the last two, uh, few times out. I want to see them go further, but uh, th- we're going to have to make sure that w- we have a conservative in the White House as a partner uh, to be able to, to get it done. And by the way, when there is a debate going on, whether it's a primary debate or it's a general election debate, uh, we need to hear the presidential candidates talking about how they're going to handle this issue yep. if elected president. Absolutely. It's uh, one of the most important, though, uh, I think it causes a lot of people to have their eyes glazed over and kind of roll back in their head. It's still one of the most important things we can do, because where we spend our money says a lot about what our priorities are as uh, as a nation. And let me let me bring that around to New York State. Um, Since the governor's race, um, we have not really improved uh, in in any noticeable regard. And there's a lot of. Things that I that I still think are lacking for the average New Yorker uh, every day. Lee, what's your what's your feeling about where we are uh, as a state, and and even things like seeing former Governor Cuomo trying to like get back on the air and like become relevant again? I mean, the message that this leftist party has left in New York State has been nothing short of a disaster, and they they don't see where we are at. The direction of this state is going wrong in many respects. People are concerned about crime and public safety. They're concerned about affordability, attacks on freedom. You have legislators in Albany and a governor who's literally banning gas stoves. And this isn't something that is uh, you know, hyperbolic uh, exaggeration of rhetoric and policy. This is actually happening right now up in Albany. Uh, when it comes to the, the effort to uh, make our streets safer, they once again just did this itty-bitty tiny baby tweak to Castle's Bell. Still, New York is the only state in the entire country that, that does not give judges discretion away dangerousness. So there's a lot more that needs to get done. And even more so than the need for balance in Washington, D.C., is the need for balance Uh, up in Albany, because in D.C., you actually have a few people in power who are uh, proud, proudly more to the center of their party or center of the country. Uh, That is basically gone extinct up in Albany. Uh, You have people who are proud socialists. They'll correct you if you accuse them of not being a socialist. There's one AOC down in Washington, D.C. There are dozens of AOCs right now up in Albany. Uh, Lee, we always appreciate your time. Congratulations on your 20 years, and uh, come on back and keep us informed on what's going on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Take care. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that helps keep you comfortable throughout the night. It dissipates heat and humidity and it creates a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. Call 1-800-651-0798. MyPillow knows that core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep and the new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Call 1-800-651-0798. Of course, it's machine washable, dryable, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code WMCA or call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. And don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0. Call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. 
If the last few years have taught us anything, it's to adapt to change and adapt quickly. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. And yes, there are more changes coming if you're looking to refinance your home. New guidelines are coming out in the near future that are going to make it more difficult to refinance and get the equity out of your home. That's right. If you have thought about getting some cash out to pay off bills, do some home improvements, or simply have a little bit of a safety net while we navigate through these tougher economic times, it's time to do so right now. Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com and get that free mortgage checkup and make sure you and your family are in the best financial situation possible. That's 800-804-SAVE, 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Fellowship Home Loans, welcome home. Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 819382. Lots of channels, nothing. Thing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Let me hear the worship everybody, it's Hezekiah Walker here. Don't miss your Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker, this Sunday on WMCA The Mission at 8.30 a.m. and 9 a.m. and 7 a.m. on AM 970 The Answer. We are playing the best in gospel worship to lift your praises to God. So join me this Sunday morning and get your worship on with Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker. To find more celebration, just follow me on Facebook, the official Hezekiah Walker page. Bishop Hez on IG and the Hezekiah Walker YouTube channel. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough continuing on this uh, day after the holiday weekend. Thank you for being here. Uh, Over the weekend, uh, Reuters reporting that uh, the U.S. and South Korea uh, holding largest live fire drills uh, simulating North Korea's full-scale attack uh, in in recent days. And I'm wondering uh, just how significant this is in the arena. We talk a lot about China and the Pacific on this show, um, but what does it all mean? Gordon Chang is back with us, and if you don't follow him on Twitter, you absolutely must be. Uh, Gordon G. Chang is the uh, handle, and uh, he also writes for Newsweek, and you see him frequently on cable news as well. Gordon, thanks for being here. Um, I know one of the things that you and I have spoken about in the past have been, are we sending the right messages to Beijing that we're going to, we're going to be in solidarity with our allies. We're going to be strong. Uh, I know that there's been an intimidation in fact, to try to get us to back off some of our war war games in the South China sea. Um, How significant is it that uh, these live fire drills go on? These drills are important because they are a deterrent message to North Korea. And North Korea has worked very hard to prevent the South and the United States from participating in these joint drills. So it's good that we're going back and doing them. They were suspended during the Trump administration as the president then tried to reach accommodation with Kim Jong-un 
But as we know, that didn't work out. So now it's important to go back to uh, exercising to protect ourselves. And when they say that they're emulating a full scale attack from the north, um, do we have an idea what that would look like if if North Korea were to launch a full scale attack or an invasion? How would they go about it? There would be an embargo. Sorry, can okay, I try it again? There would be um, an embargo. Sorry, a full scale invasion from North Korea would be as it sounds. There would be hordes of North Korean tanks. Um, there would be artillery. There would be soldiers pouring across certain designated portions of the demilitarized zone, which separates North and South Korea. There are only so many places that the North can invade. So we have some idea where they would come. But nonetheless, we know that they would overwhelm us in a conventional attack. So that's why we have to have our carriers and uh, other key personnel in, in the region. Yes, because we only have 28,500 American personnel in the South, and uh, the North Koreans have a cast of millions. Uh, so really, we know that um, North Korea would make uh, significant advances, as it did in June 1950 in the Korean War. Um, right. They were able to go down almost to the tip of South Korea. Let me um, translate uh, to the uh, north of there just a touch. Uh, China and Mr. Xi have been watching our debt ceiling debate. Um, and I, I have been dying to ask you this specific question because some of the other people that uh, I have on to discuss such things don't really have as keen of an insight into the mind of what's going on there. But when Leader Xi sees Biden balking at um, a, a debt ceiling spending package, and I'm sure that they're I'm sure that Xi has access to the reporting that's going on in the U.S. about financially what departments get cut and which ones get reinforced and so forth. How does how does he interpret that? What's going on in his head? I think that he is looking at this if foremost from a currency point of view. Uh, he would like the world to accept the renminbi and not the dollar as the global reserve unit. And so I think that he would um, attack the dollar if there were a default. They would say the United States is untrustworthy. So uh, he's looking at to see whether there is actually going to be a default. But I think longer term, he is looking at the disarray in the American political system, because we know that almost every day Chinese propaganda highlights that to the rest of the world. Gordon, you've said for a long time that that the leader has basically announced an intention to go to war. Um, I am starting to hear from other people uh, echoes of what you have only said um, for the last couple of years. I've, I'm hearing other people begin to say it in recent weeks. And maybe most importantly, my brother-in-law, who serves active duty, forward forward duty in the U U.S. Navy, he's a flight um, officer, um, has a fairly large unit under his command. He firmly believes that we are looking at some point in time at a military confrontation between the U.S. and China do you still feel as strongly now that that is on the radar screen? Yes, uh, and we're seeing additional signs of China preparing for war, including purging general officers who are opposed to war. So, for instance, um, the recent uh, death sentence handed to former Air Force General uh, Liu Yaozhou um, is a real ominous sign. Wow. And that purge has continued throughout the Chinese military. This, of course, occurs while China is engaged in this breakneck military buildup, sanction-proofing the regime, and mobilizing China's civilians for war. So that's one more sign that China is thinking that it will go into battle soon. Gordon G. Chang, thank you as always for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kevin. Follow him on Twitter, at Gordon G. Chang. Kevin McCullough coming right back. It's Dr. Lederman talking about prostate cancer. Your PSA went from three to four to six. Correct. And then all of a sudden it jumped to 60. It was a shock to me. That's when I called Radio Surgery New York. Your office is a whole nother world. You immediately took this whole thing into your own hands beyond efficient. Did you ever have a doubt that we weren't working for your benefit? Not for one second. And you knew that you had a cancer of the prostate that was aggressive and went to lymph nodes. And we put together a plan to try to get this terrible cancer under control, right? It was just like you say, no pain, no cutting, no bleeding. It was so easy. No side effects, no nothing. Just perfect. 
What was your PSA this week? 0.02. Wow. For more prostate cancer information, call Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway. The country of Lebanon is in crisis. 2.5 million refugees make up half their population, and they're experiencing the world's worst financial collapse in 150 years. Nearly 85% live below the poverty line. But in the middle of the despair, God is at work. More Muslim culture people are coming to faith in Christ than at any time in our generation. And through a partnership with Heart for Lebanon today, you can help. Your investment will reach a child like Daya, a 15-year-old boy who fled to Lebanon after he lost his father when his home was bombed. He lives in a tent settlement, and he told us, I've learned that there is a God and that he is a father to the fatherless. Help bring food, emergency supplies, and the hope of the gospel to someone like Daya and his family for just $116. Call 888-211-5944. That's 888-211-5944. Or give online at wmca.com. wmca.com. Listen to the Mission WMCA anywhere you go with the AM570, the Mission mobile app. Download on Google Play, iTunes, or listen to TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Inflation is crippling American families, and the current administration sure isn't doing you any favors. It's times like these you need to find ways to spend less wherever you can. One easy way is switching your wireless service to Pure Talk. That's right. Veteran-owned Pure Talk is wireless for Americans by Americans. Instead of wasting their money on thousands of retail stores you'll never go into, famous actors you don't care about, or expensive perks you'll never use, they just want to save you money. In fact, Pure Talk saves the average family almost $1,000 a year, and the coverage is great. The most dependable 5G network in the U.S. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of high-speed data for just $30 a month. If you're ready to cut your wireless bill in half, dial pound 250 and say keyword spend less and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 and say spend less and make the switch to Pure Talk today. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Everywhere I go, oh, oh, I say is it happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And as we get back into the swing of things on this Tuesday, still glad to have KT McFarland joining us, who always has her eye on the things that are going on. And KT, um, not everyone may have heard about it, but last night, uh, some drone, uh, some drone strikes uh, on the Kremlin. And this is this is a bit of a pattern that we're starting to see. What happened? Okay, well, a couple of weeks ago, there was a drone strike against the Kremlin. Russians shot it down. But yesterday, there was a drone strike against Moscow's suburbs, and most of the drones were shot down. One or two hit. Um, I don't think there was any major destruction or loss of life, but what it represents is a real escalation in the war. Prior to this, the fight, the Ukraine war has all been fought in Ukraine, and now it looks like the fight is coming to Moscow. Now, Ukraine said, oh, it wasn't us, it weren't, it, those drones weren't us, but we're happy to see it. And Russia says, oh, yeah, it's definitely Ukraine. Nobody really knows. Could be the Russians with a false flag operation. It could be Ukraine. Could be, could be a whole lot of things. But what it does is it shows Putin as being weak. 
And the problem that Putin has domestically is in Russia, the one thing you can't be allowed to do is to not defend the homeland. You can't be allowed to to be perceived as weak on the international stage. So here's Putin, who's fought a war for a year that Russia did not win quickly, as he promised. And even so, it hasn't had much of an effect on Moscow. It's had effect on the recruiting and things. But those people who were being recruited into the Russian side on the Ukraine, where most of them are not the upper classes or the upper middle class or the intelligentsia, it's mostly the hinterland people. But this is now hitting Moscow. This is where it hurts. And if Putin is perceived as being, hey, wait, you're not winning a war. You're not, you can't even protect Moscow. Nobody's done anything to Moscow like this since World War II. And you're the guy who's supposed to be such a strong president. I think he could ha- have domestic problems, not the way the Washington intelligentsia says, oh, he's going to have people who are going to overthrow him, who are going to end the war in Ukraine, and it's going to be kumbaya all over again. It's going to come from the other direction of people in Russia saying, Putin, you're not tough enough. You can't win wars. We need somebody tougher. And it'll give Putin a lot of incentive to escalate. Hard to see how he escalates because it's already pretty escalated. But a scorched earth policy against Ukrainian civilian targets, maybe even using more serious weapons. What, what I think is the takeaway I have from all this is what's everybody's end game here? Does Ukraine really think that it's going to like attack Moscow, um, push Moscow all the way back? Does it think Putin's going to allow that to happen? And is Putin's end game? Well, I'm still going to take all of Ukraine. I'm just going to wait out the West. Is there's nobody that I can see who's looking to say, okay, where's the end game? How do we get the fighting to stop? And then let's focus on the peace. I don't think Ukraine can win the war. I don't think Russia can win the war. I think it's a stalemated war. But but Ukraine could win the peace if after the fighting stops, the West then rushes in to rebuild Ukraine. Yeah, and has very close ties. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this: a couple of. Uh, derivations on your theory if it is a russian operation designed to um i don't know embarrass putin or to make him look in some way less than strong we know that there are some uh, people who have declared that they're going to run for president in 24 against him one of them being the really ruthless leader of that uh, mercenary crowd yeah the Wagner uh, mercenaries is yeah. is the um, is, is there any thought that somebody militarily did this to embarrass putin within within the the russian ranks sure and you're gonna you're gonna run yourself in circles if you try to sort of psych this one out okay because it could it could be it could be any of those things but the result of it is is putin now appears weak and what does he do next well if he knows that it's from in in, within he's Uh really worried because now he doesn't have the cover of uh, whatever was making him propped up and be, and look strong before, and and now he right. knows that his 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 opponent knows it as well. So that's that could be very destabilizing. What what is the international? How does the international community respond to this specifically? What what's the Pentagon thinking today? No, they haven't changed their thinking. It's, it's it's we'll give Russia whatever Russia. I mean, we'll give Ukraine whatever Ukraine needs to defeat Russia. And then nobody really defines what victory looks like. It, it's all just sort of more, more, more. Um, the problem I have is not that we're supplying assistance to Ukraine. It's that our our rich European friends who are most affected by this war, that they're not. Right. They're not ponying up for the money. We're to, All of America, what America is probably 75 to $100 billion. And what has the rest of Europe done all together collectively? Remember, Europe... A lot of these countries are running not deficits like we are, but surpluses in their budget. They're rich. They're not all together. They're not even equaling what we're doing just as one country. So I'm I'm concerned that where is the where is Europe? Where is their contribution? And then number two, as we're cutting defense in real terms, we're cutting defense spending with the new budget. Um, and we're yet even while we're cutting, we're still focused so much on Europe and Russia and nato and ukraine while it's at the expense of focusing on the pacific yeah well that's what i was going to ask is mr g sitting there looking at us spending all this money watching russia and ukraine kind of circle itself into a tailspin understand the component that you're just talking about in terms of resources watching our debt ceiling fight uh here in the states and drawing conclusions on all those things yeah he's, he's, he's saying this and it's terrific 
for 20 years, America took their eye off the ball in Asia, and we've been allowed to rapidly advance economically, technologically, militarily, while America was focused on fighting the forever wars in the Middle East. And now America's focused on a forever war in Ukraine. And yet again, we're kind of getting away with what we want to get away with. America is, I mean, President Biden talks about, oh, we're strengthening our position in the Pacific, but we're not. And we're not doing the kind of military investment that we should be doing. Yeah. In Speaking of that, you, you're a big pro-Navy uh, proponent uh, for good reason. Uh, McFarland's have been in uniform in that service, as have some of uh, my relatives. Uh, we are. Where are we with the number of battle-ready battleships, carriers, and inventory in in our naval forces? Wow, I haven't actually looked at the numbers lately, but it's way below where it has been historically. Okay. And in addition to that, we're kind of putting all of our eggs in one basket. We're focused on the Pacific, and particularly is on very high-priced, expensive um, battle carrier groups or aircraft carriers. And what we're not focused on is developing the new generation of weapons. KT McFarland, always appreciate your insights. You help us understand it. You break it down for us, and we're really grateful. Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough, come right back. Don't go away. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage gardening, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain the latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit www.allthingshealth.ai. Or listen to All Things Health on AM 970, The Answer, on Sundays and AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. AM570 The Mission doesn't have to stop when you turn off the radio. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM570 The Mission. Take us wherever you go. AM570 The Mission. WMCA. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. As I was uh, scrolling through a number of items to try to find something to end the show with today, I ran across a little word, a heads up, really, from Newsmax that said uh, that an unusual song had just hit number one on the Apple Music charts. Take a listen. You know they cutting these kids, they leaving trannies with scars. Pushing the gender, promoting sexual genders. I'm only rocking with Bruce, don't rock with no Caitlyn Jenner. You think that gay shit gon' get you paid? Yeah, we gon' see. It's my alarm, it's one, it's one, it's always trumpet, baby. They put a target on my back, but they targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap, and I'm always by my bears. This agenda gotta stop, yeah, you know we gonna win when they target, target, yeah, they target and target. Target, yeah, they target kids. Target, target, yeah, they target and target, target, yeah, they target kids. All right.
right, so that's from some uh, artists uh, by the name of Nick Natoli and Stony Dudebro. Uh, but there's there's another passage in it a little bit later that says uh, something about uh, Satan being a, a, creating a cleanup on every aisle, and the only thing that can do it is the blood of Christ. Uh, kind of interesting stuff. But the name of the song is called Boycott Target, and uh, it's got a hip hop beat, as you can tell. Uh, but th- th- this is why I got I got to just say this. This is why it's so remarkable that the powers that sit in these boardrooms think that these things are a good idea. It's not just white suburban evangelical culture that has a problem with selling the, um, the swim trunks and the pride gear uh, in the children's aisles uh, to, you know, to promote the, the, the trans agenda or, or whatever. Uh, this is and, and I know that there's, you know, some celebrity moms online. They've gone crazy over the weekend. I, I can't even bring my kids to Target anymore because not because of something that they'll see because of something that they won't see. Oh, they used to have the pride display right up front. And now my non-binary child says, Mommy, where did they put it? In other words, she thinks it's going to do harm to the child to not see the pride display. Because she's telling the child that he's he's just a child he's not a boy or a girl which he clearly is his dna has determined he is a a boy or a girl there's no there's no question about what the what the sex of the child is but now he's going to experience trauma because he doesn't see a rainbow when he walks into the target store that's why people like uh, Nick Natoli and Stony Dudebro, and I don't know anything else about them except uh, this song that I just ran across a few minutes ago. But it's called Boycott Target. It's number one on iTunes, and it is running away with popularity. Why? Because people have had enough. The nonsense has to stop. Genuinely does. And I hope that we can be a force, a winsome force, to helping to quell that storm and bring it back to some sort of balance. Gavin McCullough, so glad to have you with us. We'll see you next time.